Welcome, everyone, to this first ACTA Expert Series episode of 2023. Uh, as we say goodbye to 22 and start the new year with resolutions and improved versions of ourselves, it's fitting to consider what will happen and might happen in the next 12 months or so in the world of, of media, tech, and, and advertising. To do just that, we have a very good guest with us today. We asked media expert Evan Shapiro to tell us what he thinks awaits us in 2023. Now, Evan has a resume that would take hours to go through, uh, but to name his most relevant roles for our talk today, he's a professor at NYU and Fordham University Business Schools. And he is also the author of the Media War and Peace newsletter, which I highly recommend for everyone following the, the media industry. Welcome, Evan, and, and thanks for joining us. Thank you. Now, uh, we are recording this in the new year, but a few weeks ago, to quote you directly, you looked into your crystal balls to see <laughs> what will happen this year. Uh, I didn't know you could have many crystal, many crystal balls, but uh, I won't ask many other, other questions about that. Um, so today I want to touch on selection on a selection of your predictions and trends we see for for the new year. And I, as I know you're a you're a fan of baseball, uh, as, as the American you are, I thought in terms of format uh, I would just throw them at you one by one, and you can you can knock them out of the park exactly. Hopefully. Now the the first one first prediction uh, CTV wars. Uh, what does that refer to? Uh, who are the players and and perhaps it's fitting to ask, will they find any peace in 2023? It's uh, it's very timely, that question, because uh, just uh, this past week during CES, Roku announced that they're making their own televisions, um, which puts them into direct competition with the CTV players that they partner with. So imagine your TCL or your another uh, OEM or, or uh, manufacturer, and you suddenly hear that the partner you have for um, CTV OS is making a television that competes directly with yours. Um, and then you look at the fastest growing CTV um, OS platform on earth is Google, who is running around the planet paying $10 per television set to install their operating system on regional um, connected televisions. And in many cases, a $10 reward is doubling the profit that people make on televisions. The, the, the profit on connected televisions goes down about 15% every single year. Um, and when you look at, you know, the smartphone market right now, there are two players that control 100% of operating systems on smartphones around the world. Amazon and Google want to be that in connected televisions. Roku wants to stop them from being that. Um, but around the planet, there are about 105 million television sets, around 45% of the market that are sold every year without a permanent affiliation for uh, CTV OS. That gateway, that uh, door to profit and, and revenue is the most important platform to fight for right now amongst all the streaming wars, because that's where the advertising impressions are, but that's also where the subscriptions come from. So you, you see Roku finally after a, a long period of time of ignoring the rest of the world. So they are the largest streaming platform on the planet, and they're the biggest in America, but they're not even a top five player in any other region around world. So you have Amazon, you have Roku, you have uh, Google, but then you also have Samsung and LG and Vizio and a bunch of other players competing to be the dominant force in streaming. 
So this as the front door to the retail establishment of the most important screen in the home is going to be the battle to watch. Will they find peace? No, I, I don't think they will. It's, a, it's, a, it's not a great business to be in if you're making televisions. It's not, it doesn't have a lot of profit. And so all of your future revenue is gonna come from some kind of deal with or controlling the operating system on these, on these screens, which I now call the, the home screen of the home. In the last couple of years, in part because of lockdown, people bought way more connected televisions than they thought they were. And in the home, even for young people, this screen has replaced the small screen for most video viewing. Even 50 plus, close to 60% of YouTube's viewing now comes on CTV. So this is gonna be one of the most important revenue sources for any publisher and, and manufacturer of televisions out there. So this is the battle to watch. And I know I don't think we're gonna get any rest in peace in 2023. I think it's, I think it's gonna be a battle that we're gonna watch play out for years, which is also going to include regulators and governments. And things like that. Yeah. And this maybe links to to the next prediction, uh, where you say 2023 will be the year of the bundling. And now here again, we have the the, the CTV wars, the streaming wars. It's all, all interconnected. What are we bundling here? Who's who's creating the packages, and and why? What's the necessity behind it? It's a it's a great question. I mean, and it differs around the world because the the European um, entertainment system is very different from Asia and very different from the United States and North America as well. So this is going to look different everywhere you go. Um, but consumers have subscription fatigue. Um, in the last couple of years, again, and in, in large part because of lockdown, the adoption of subscriptions has accelerated. That's been primarily uh, streaming services. You know, obviously Netflix and Amazon Prime pre-existed lockdown, but during lockdown, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, HBO Max, Peacock, all of these new services launched. In addition, a lot of players around the world launched streaming services as well. Um, but the problem is, is that the, the consumer is now inundated with subscriptions. And I just did a, a survey of 27,000 Americans uh, on their attitudes towards ads and subscriptions and what they're what they're planning to do in the year ahead with their entertainment decisions. And just 7%, just 7% of consumers say, and by the way, I did this uh, research with Publishers Clearinghouse, who's a great research partner of mine. Just 7% of consumers say that they plan to stick with the subscriptions they have. Just 7%. That means 93% of all subscribers on earth are in play every single month. You have to find reasons for these consumers to not churn, to stick around. And hit shows just aren't that reason because you can go in, binge, and then get the heck out before the next billing cycle. So utility and efficiency and bundling are going to be the answers to prevent churn and keep subscribers at home. Amazon Prime has this wonderful bundle where they put uh, entertainment, music, books and home delivery of your pogo sticks and your Prilosec um, all in one bundle. Apple is building a very similar type of bundle with different aspects to it. So they include cloud and music and gaming and look in the future for Amazon to offer a fire television as part of their bundle. Look for Apple to offer a new iPhone 27 with their bundle. Um, right now you've got Comcast and Charter building uh, something called Zumo 
which is going to be a competitor to Roku and all these other things. Imagine you get your broadband bundled in with your television subscriptions. Um, imagine, again, if you get a Zumo TV, which they're building right now. Roku is building a television right now, as I just mentioned. So it does really, I think it's going to be different depending on where you go. I mean, imagine if Microsoft buys Netflix, which I think mm -hmm. is a, a very likely outcome. Imagine if they buy Netflix and Roku and then bundle that in with Office 360 and a LinkedIn subscription and Game Pass. Um, look at Paramount uh, Plus and Walmart. They're bundling some uh, uh, together uh, on a package. So it's really going to, it's going to, uh, I call it a Maslow's bundle, a Maslow's hierarchy of feeds, if you will, or uh, really a lifestyle bundle. And it's going to, you know, if you want to be one of the three or four lifestyle bundles that are always in a subscriber's diet, you're going to have to offer something significant other than simply the one thing you do now. And I think Netflix is rising. Churn is a really good example of that. I think that you look at the, the tumult at Disney, um, but imagine if Disney were able to bundle in a parks discount right. with their Disney Plus bundle. And actually, by the way, the Disney Plus bundle is the lowest churning um, premium streaming service for television out there. Imagine if, Net, uh, if, um, if uh, Disney were able to bundle that Parks passes and Spotify mm. in with a subscription. So it's gonna it's gonna be different, but it's it's really going to uh, cater to the needs of individual users. And different companies are gonna have to bundle different things based on what their core competencies are. Just just to follow up on that, we've had this phrase for years: content is king. And like in this, so is is home delivery king now in the world of media? No, utility is king. Um, so, you know, a hit show is great, but it doesn't keep subscribers at home. Um, and serial churners are now the channel changers of today. Um, and so it, it you know, and, and by the way, content is still king, but utility is the throne. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you look at sports and news and live, um, and these are going to be really key components of the entertainment package to keep subscribers at home month after month, year after year. But again, things like music, things like gaming, when you ask younger, first of all, the, the number one demographic who's willing to pay for content and media is 18 to 34 year olds. Right. Now, if you think about that, that seems a little counterintuitive, but then you think about Spotify or Roblox or Fortnite, and even if they're not paying for it, they know that someone has to, um, even though I think a lot of parents don't think that their kids have to pay, think that they have to pay for content. But um, it really is, you know, for different ages, it's going to mean different bundles. For older people, it's probably going to be news and sports in that bundle. For younger people, it's definitely going to be gaming and music. Um, mm. For a lot of people, cloud. You know, if I could get free, you know, I pay a 99 cents for my cloud right now. But if I could get a lot more um, storage as part of a larger bundle, along with my arcade subscription and my music subscription, yeah, I think there's going to be this mix and match out there. But there are only going to be three or four permanent subscriptions in the home. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so if you want to be one of those, you're going to have to provide some sort of utility um, that keeps the, the people home month after month. And you mentioned the, the, the willingness to pay by 18 to 34-year-olds. So what we see here is the, the correlation between wealth, which is by the older generations, and willingness to pay. It's, it's not directly linked. 
the, the younger not necessarily. I mean, the, the higher income the home, the more likely they are to pay. That's absolutely okay. true. But the younger a person is, the more likely they are to pay. The thing is that the younger people will pay for different things mm -hmm. like skin than the older skin, people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But I will say this, even with the lowest income households in America, at least, and this is a different survey that I did with Publishers Clearinghouse, this time of 15,000 consumers, um, even amongst the lowest income, the least inclined to subscribe, still around half, 48% say they are willing to pay. And by the way, um, a number of subscribers are totally fine with ads in their subscription package. Um, it's just a matter of where those ads are, how many of those ads there are, and really, frankly, how much you're going to have to pay and watch ads at the same time. Mm -hmm. This, because we're talking generations, it, it links to the, the another trend or prediction I wanted to ask you about the rise of Generation A. My question is is simple. Um, asking as a millennial who's gen a and why is it their turn so uh, gen y is around 26 to 41 gen z is around uh 13 to 25 uh and gen a is under 13. Mm -hmm. so what you're going to see is millennials and gen z are now going to be the majority of the workforce and increasingly the majority of the parents, by the way. And if you have kids under the age of 13, you know that a lot of your purchasing decisions in the home are made around the tastes, needs, and demands of that kid who's crying in the corner because they can't get on Roblox. I can confirm this. <laughs> so, you know, they are the drivers of our economy. Now, in Europe, it's a little bit different because Europe is super old and clearly isn't just having kids anymore other than you. So um, so it, it really depends on region. Um, Latin America is a very young, younger than most. Uh, Asia tends to be a little bit younger than, than North America and Europe. And North America tends to be a little bit, a lot younger than, than Europe. And Europe tends to be just old. Um, and so it's really going to change region by region, region by region. But Gen A, who, who is under 13, as they start to make more demands um, for purchasing of entertainment and media in the home. So right now they're playing Roblox and, and Minecraft and Fortnite and, and PUBG and, and these things, and they're listening to music. But they're going to mature in their tastes. I didn't like coffee until I was 25. Hmm. You know, little kids are not watching Euphoria right now, right? But in three years, they'll be 16, which is the same age of the characters in that show. In five years, they'll be 18 and going to university and making purchasing decisions on their own. In 10 years, they're going to be in the workforce. Yeah. And so the way the world runs, especially through its media, and the, and the types of media that are being made and the people represented on screen and the people represented behind the camera and behind the mic, Gen Y, Gen Z, and Gen A are going to behave substantially different from Gen X and boomers and the greatest generation. So you're going to see a major shift, not just in consumerism, um, but around how major business decisions are made in these media companies. I want to move a bit to the to the world of audio. Uh, you have one predictions prediction devoted to Spotify. Um, how do you see the the landscape? We discussed the bundling of all these utilities and services. Uh, how will Spotify, the world's biggest uh, music or audio platform, fare in twenty twenty three? 
Uh, it's a great question. I mean, you know, it's, it's hard to find fault with the way they reach consumers and the way they run that platform. It's one of the most enjoyable platforms that consumers have. It serves needs in an incredibly progressive way, and it has very, very low churn. So that's a, that's a plus. It's never been profitable. Hmm. Spotify has never been profitable. And their advertising base is not growing as fast as their subscription signups is slowing. Now, again, their churn is low, but the growth of new subscribers has plateaued dramatically. And the advertising is rising, but it's just not catching up with the slowing growth of subscription. And this is the year that Apple finally decides that they're going to be serious about their music business. They're going to really, they're, they're um, uh, sponsoring the Super Bowl halftime. And for those in Europe, the Super Bowl is a big football game that we love here in America. Um, but they're, they're sponsoring the uh, Super Bowl halftime show with Rihanna. I believe that that's a warning shot to Spotify that Apple's getting serious about the music business. And again, they're gonna, they are already bundling music in with gaming and video and news and cloud. I think this is the year where Apple won that their big bundle um, that competes with Prime is going to take major shape. They also have sports and other things here. Amazon bundles um, music in with gaming and home delivery and reading and all these other things. Spotify has music and music mm. only. And if you can get a deal on gaming and get great music alongside of it, I do think you're going to start to see Spotify gets challenged from churn for the first time ever this year. Regardless, not being profitable is not going to be okay anymore. That is, if anything came out of CES, it was the days of scale over profit are over, yeah. over. That is not a thing anymore. Now people want to see a bottom line that's in the black. And Daniel Eck, as smart as he is, blew $2 billion on podcasts. And that experiment is failing badly. Yeah. Now he needs to find resources. And also remember the music costs, his, his music licensing costs are going up every year. The music labels do not love Spotify. They like it because it's a revenue stream. They like it because it's a, a, a platform for promotion for them. But boy, they wish they were making more money on every spend. And they're going to they're gonna really go hard on Spotify this year. So I, I would be very, 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 very worried. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have one last prediction, and it's uh, sort of a big one. I, I just want to get your thoughts about the ad market at large has been i mean of course we've discussed trends and and what could happen to these all these different companies and big players um we have netflix entering the the tv ad market disney as well uh with their with their platform lots of big changes in the last quarters uh maybe just to phrase it in in one simple way uh, how will advertising change in 23 and 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 how will it change the the media landscape so there's two things to know here. The first is um, we're in an ad recession. Um, so people are pulling ads out, um, especially ads that have been proven to be wasteful for them. And so the, the, the people who are hurting the worst from this pullback is social media. Web 2 platforms like Facebook, Snap, Twitter, um, uh, 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 Pinterest, um, and, and Instagram are seeing a chilling of their ad market. Um, and part of that is, is because of the rampant fraud. So yes, there's an ad recession, but people are using that as an excuse to pull their money out of social media 
and aren't, aren't seeing an adverse effect on their sales. And that means that, as I've been saying for quite some time, that a good portion of the advertising you buy on social media is just bots. I would say north of 50%. Augustine Fowl, who is a great researcher, would say it's probably closer to 70 or 80%. So this idea that I'm just going to spend money willy-nilly in order to generate traffic, that's over. It's over forever, by the way. And the new move is going to be to put your money where the distance between your first impression and your first transaction is the quickest. That's why Amazon is the fastest growing app platform out there. Apple is going to get very, very, very serious about advertising um, in the next year. And in fact, they're a big part of the reason why social media's advertising business is falling apart. They changed the privacy rules in the app store and as a result, destroyed the advertising businesses of all these social media giants. They are now going to sweep up a lot of the money that's being left on the store and put it in their app store where the distance between an impression and a transaction are is a nanosecond. Amazon, the distance between an impression and a transaction is a nanosecond. That's the new advertising need. I want to know that A, it's being seen by a real human being, and two, that I'm going to get some sales out of it, not just this warm brand glow. Now, that's that's not universal. Coca-Cola and, and a lot of companies are going to continue to take brand advertising, but I think they're going to do it in, in, in on platforms where they know that there's a human being on the other end of it, not some bot from some country they've never heard of. Um, so that's that's thing number one. Thing number two is the days of premium ad free and free ad supported with no subscription are are coming to a close. These two things are going to crash back together and turn into this thing that he calls cable here, um, but uh, is is going to be a real marriage. Again, it goes back to this yes and. I, I interviewed 27,000 consumers here in the U.S., and they don't mind ads and programming. They just want to make sure that there's not too many of them um, and that they want to make sure that there's context for it. And frankly, they want to add in the right content. They really don't like ads in kids programming. They don't love ads in music, to be honest with you, which is, again, another problem for Spotify. Um, uh, but they are willing to pay and get ads as long as there's a value for it and efficiency for it and that they're getting the content that they need and want. So you're going to start to see advertising invading Apple Music, mm. Amazon Music. You're going to see a lot more advertising in gaming, who had a really, after a monster couple of years, had a really tough 2022. And so new revenue sources for them, there's already advertising and gaming, but I just think you're going to see a tremendous amount more advertising coming into the gaming world. Um, so after being kind of out of vogue for a number of years, um, you're going to start to see advertising become a natural part of every entertainment experience, because at the end of the day, if you want to be profitable in media, you have to have more than one revenue stream. It can't just be subscription. It can't just be advertising. It needs to be a yes app. Mm -hmm. These were all home runs, Evan. Uh, thank thank you. you so much. Uh, just before I say goodbye, um, I want to recommend the bundle myself for all generations. Uh, I truly recommend for everyone, if you're listening or, or watching this, uh, again, of course, now the Acta Expert Series are, are available on, on podcast and in a video format. But what I want to recommend is uh, subscribing to Evan's Media War and Peace newsletter um, for all the insights. 
it's insightful, it's opinionated. Uh, Evan also knows how to keep it entertaining, which is uh, a great plus. And, and the bundle comes with a LinkedIn follow as well, where uh, where you can subscribe for all the insights and, and hot takes, if I may say as well. And also, if you if you if you subscribe, you get to do a webinar with me once a month, where I spit this kind of stuff out in video and answer questions. Exactly, Evan. Thanks so much. Uh, Please, thank you. I'm just going to say this one last time this year: Happy New Year to all. See you next time. This is the end. We're not allowed to say Happy uh, New Year no, anymore. No more. This is the last. Okay, time. good. Happy New Year. That's my last one. <laughs> thanks, Evan. Bye. Thank you.